Welcome to Running Down the Clock, where we break down all of this week's big news, events, and controversies from the National Football League. Over the next 45 minutes, we will give you basic fan perspective and opinion on the most important stories and moments happening now. So, let's start the clock. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Running Down the Clock. Uh, this episode, again, is brought to you by Pit Stop Podcast here on Ordinary Podcast Network. Puya, how are you? I'm doing well yourself. I'm doing well, thanks. I don't think I get I introduced myself to any new people. I'm Tyler Walzak. I'm here with Puya Ricey, as always. We're here to talk football. Week one is in the books. Um, football's back. Did you enjoy it? Yes, I did. However, I got to say, of the games I watched, they weren't that exciting. Either they were blown out one way or there was not a lot happening i think a lot of the players were a little bit rusty and i it's always like that right i think especially without the actuality of them playing in preseason games anymore that the first three games of the season are basically preseason warm-up games that's just it yeah there's a lot of stop the first round of games on sunday like the one o'clock or the 10 a.m games wherever you are um those were very boring yeah. Very boring, but the charge, but then the Chargers Dolphins that was kind of that was what ended up being the game of the week, I think. And then just a stinker Sunday night, stinker 40 point blowout of the Giants. Um, let's talk about the most exciting first play Thursday night Lions, victorious Lions, fake punt in the first three minutes of the game on their own 18. Dan Campbell calls a fake punt. Runs it up the middle for two yards, three yards, gets it. Sets the tone for the whole season, you'd say? So that's my point. I think if that play failed, if they didn't get it, the confidence is shattered. Everyone just feels like, oh, you know, like the Lions have found a way to just screw it up again. I just feel like it sets a whole different tone. If they don't make that play, and maybe they still win the game, but it just it adds that little bit of doubt. But getting so early, that little bit of confidence booster, that success to happen, I think that just set the right tone for them that, hey, we can do this. Whatever happens, we can do this, right? I mean, the ball's on Dan Campbell to go for it in Kansas City and give the ball on their own 20 if he doesn't make it to Pat Mahomes is crazy. When they did that, I was in shock. Yeah, who opened the season with a uh, onside kick or? Um, that Sean was Payton? yeah, that was Sean Payton in Denver. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty ballsy too. I mean, like peak one, you have to show, Week especially one. like a fan base of that type of like Sean Payton's coming into Denver as a new coach who just had a terrible season last year. You got to show your fans that you're you're willing to be different. You're willing to try and win the game at all costs. Same with Dan Campbell, like. Lions fans had hope this year. He's like, hey, he wanted to prove to everybody, I think, that like we're we're still that team. Even though we're different outlook going into the season, we're still that team. Yeah. Which is pretty awesome to see. The onside kick one, unfortunately, the guy touched it too early and none of it worked out for them. But yeah, but I mean, just to take the shot is uh is a different mindset going into the season. The Broncos lost that game to your Raiders, but uh I mean just the mentality is different, which we like to see. This is the first time in NFL history. Did you know this? That the Browns, Lions, Raiders, and Jaguars are all one and zero to start the season. I didn't know that. It's no. a dumb stat. It's a very stupid it's, stat. Yeah, but it, well, when was the last time the Lions were one and zero? I do not know. Off the top of my head, I can't think. Um, 
but why not throw the Jets in there too? Like this stat came out Sunday night, I guess. But throw the Jets in there, have all five teams want to know. They're just they're another team that's not very good. The thing I'll give the Jets though, the Jets have a Super Bowl. I don't know why they get lumped in the same way because they've been bad for this many years now, but they still have a Super Bowl. Yeah, no, they've got the third, the Super Bowl three with um <laughs> what's his name? Bless you. There's a sneeze there if everybody heard that. Yeah. Um they get away. The, the third Super Bowl with uh Joe uh what's his last name? Namath, Joe Namath. The famous one where he's wearing the coat after. Um, okay, do you want to talk about the Jets game on Monday night first, or do you want to talk about let's say Dolphins and Yeah, two? I feel like that's the biggest storyline. Yeah, so far by so much. It was the biggest offseason signing. It was the, the supposed back. to set the tone for the AFC, a brand new AFC, brand new Jets team. Um, you got a Hall of Famer, Super Bowl winning quarterback, um, very kind of controversial. And he's in New York now, like huge market. Everything's supposed to go well. And the fourth play in the game tears his Achilles. I'll, I'll ask you this. Is somebody who's been burned by Aaron Rodgers so many times? Or are you a little bit happy to see, like, you know what? Fuck you. No. Um, no, I wasn't. And I actually have a problem with, did you see that in a bar in Wisconsin? I saw that. Yeah. So in a bar in Wisconsin, if the Jets won, everybody drank for free. So. No, no. They're no, playing if the, on Jets the Jets lost. Yeah, lost. If the Jets lost. The Jets yeah, thanks. Um, if the Jets lost, then everybody drank for free, and the crowd cheered. Half of them are in Aaron Rodgers Packers jerseys. The crowd cheered when he got hurt, and then they racked up huge bills, expecting that the Buffalo, would, no pun intended, um, win the game so that they get free tab for all the drinks, and then Jets win at the end. Deserve like they deserve everything they got there. That's you don't cheer for injuries. I don't like when people cheer. Well, okay, so yeah, um, I get that, but that's also the Toronto Raptors cheering for Kevin Durant when he got hurt too. No? Yeah, also a bullshit thing. Like, there's no reason to. Cheer I mean, I, I think it's just you don't think of it at that moment. I don't think people thought when he got hurt that he was. The thing about what makes it such so impactful was. Nobody wanted to see a Hall of Fame career end like that, assuming his career is over. I mean, that's a... Do you think he comes back after that? Achilles aren't easy to come back from. No, the only thing I could ever see like him coming back is just because he's so upset with the way his career would have ended that he feels like he owes it to himself, his competitive drive, to actually get a little bit of a play like a game in New York is a jet. But I mean he wasn't a jet at this point. I'd say I mean if it goes down like this, I wouldn't even say say he was ever a jet. He didn't play this season. No. Four downs like the you said did you see the little social media highlight videos of yeah the season is just him carrying the flag out. Like yeah I get it. They're just you know there's a lot of like jokes to make of it but yeah it is unfortunate to watch such a Hall of Fame career if it ended like that. Well, that's what I mean. Like, that's the shitty part about it is I don't think he comes back just because he's now 40 years old and he's going to have to spend from today all the way up until next year's start of the season to rehab the Achilles because it's not easy to to come back from that injury. And He's kind of a guy that 
that loves his off season. He loves being away from the game as much as he loves the game because that's when he gets to unwind. He does the ayahuasca stuff. He does like the sitting in like dark rooms for five days. Like he's very much a guy that needs to get away from the field in order to prepare himself to be on the field. So this is, is something you want to do when you're 40 years old. Yeah. I can't speak for him, but I, I just think it also puts that little bit of fear in you. Like, okay, what happens if I get hurt again? You know, you just start getting older and you know, there yeah. is a time that you can't keep up. Well, with Andrew Luck, he just kept getting hurt. And he's like, I don't want to keep rehabbing. It's not fun. I'm not playing the game. Yeah, he's not he stopped enjoying it completely. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm wondering if that, like I get Aaron Rodgers has that competitive drive, but I don't know. That's tough at that age to want to just have the ability to do that. It's got to be demoralizing as soon as he stood up, realized that he couldn't take a step and then sit back down. That's got to, that's got to terrible thing for that team is yeah. that was the missing piece. Like their defense is solid. Defense is wow. Great. How good is their defense? Defense is probably the best in football. Yeah. And then they got great weapons on offense, man. Yeah. Like that. Uh, Garrett Wilson, he had the catch was amazing to, to get the touchdown. Great catch. He just needs a little bit of maturity. Like, what the hell was he doing? He didn't block on that run. He was celebrating ahead of the the it makes that that drove defender. me crazy because it Brees Hall had a touchdown and he was gassed a little bit. He's a little bit out of shape. But Garrett Wilson celebrating as he watches a guy that he could catch up to and push out of the way. He instead he celebrates and then that guy ta- he watches that guy tackle Brees. Like that was kind of an immature moment there. I'm sure he's heard about it since then. Oh yeah. From fans uh, and he, coaches. He got caught up. He got caught up as a fan rather than a player. That's a thousand it. percent. There's um coming from this Aaron Rodgers thing, and what are they gonna do at quarterback? So far, they've said they're going with um what's his name? Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. And uh personally, I think the whole plan was to get Aaron Rodgers in there and mature him, as everyone knows. Did do you think he gained any maturity, enough experience at all during that short time with him to kind of realize his mistakes from last year? I think or, he, I think he gained a little bit of preparation maturity, decision making on the field. Like I don't think he was able to see because Aaron Rodgers didn't really play in any preseason games. I don't think he was able to sit with Aaron Rodgers and watch a game from when Aaron played and said, "Why did you throw there instead of there? How come you? What made you audible out of this play? Like things like that." he won't get the ability to start thinking like Aaron because he doesn't yeah. actually get to watch Aaron and be in the, the um, film room with him. It's, and they do say they're going with Zach Wilson, but everyone's speculating. The dumbest thing I heard was Colin Kaepernick telling his agent to reach out and say, I, w- I want to play for the jets. I'm interested in playing for the jets. That is the stupidest thing at this point I've ever heard. That would be like, like if Margot Raw. Margot Robbie and her husband got divorced and I called you up and said, Hey, can you just tell uh, Margot Robbie that there's this 37 year old in Vancouver who is unemployed and under six feet. He would love to go on a date with you. Like that is how it's the same exact thing. Sure. You might be interested in it, but what they're not interested in you. It's such a stupid headline that's been going on for about 48 hours now. Yeah. Every year there's a whole kind of rumor about Kaepernick coming back. The thing is, it's already been settled. He sued the NFL for X amount of dollars. They settled out of court. That settle out of court was kind of the, okay, it's over. You're never playing again. Mm -hmm. This is your payment for it. Compensation. Yeah. 
Whether it's right it. or not is a different conversation, but that you're not wrong. Like once that settlement happened, it very much was a unwritten rule. Let's say that like you're you just you can't play in the NFL anymore because of this. You're done. Yeah, we've yeah. given you the payout for the whole whole thing, and it's over. Yeah, that was kind of you know that's. I think if the because the Jets can still there's still Carson Wentz is out there as a free agent. Um, I don't know if you bring him in like that. Just seems like a little bit more show and trouble. But like Ryan Tannehill seems like he's done in Tennessee. He did not play well at all. They're kind of younger. They have two backup quarterbacks that are high round draft picks, came out of college, touted. And like they could, you could probably kick the tires on the Titans and see if they'd give up Tannehill. But again, quarterback, you and I both. game manager, all you have to do is hand the ball Every, off. All the options out there, I think, are better. Yeah. The problem is the same thing that you and I both know is we know the ceilings on these guys and it's still so low. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. But the floor is higher. The ceilings yeah. might be low, but the floor is higher with a Tannehill or even a Jameis Winston in New Orleans sitting on the bench there. Kick the tires on him. Maybe call the Lions and ask what Teddy Bridgewater is doing. Like there's, there is veterans that you should be able to bring in that yeah. I, I want to say could, that could just be game managers. We I know we shit on game managers like three weeks ago, but you could just bring a game manager in because you have all the weapons around everybody. You don't really need a quarterback that's going to be amazing. Now, Aaron Rodgers put them over the top. They're supposed to be favorites to make playoffs, but I, I mean, now you have to now you have to regroup. You have to figure something out soon. For sure. I mean, I think this is your guy. Brock Purdy. Was, that's a great segue. Yeah. Because Brock Perry, he didn't look amazing, but he's still continuing to do exactly what he's done last year. With that team that's around him, he is sufficiently good at quarterback to be successful with the team that's around him. Yep. Doesn't have to go over the top to do anything. Make the right read, no. make the right decision, give it to your playmakers, have the playmakers do everything. And I For- think the Jets are a little bit in that position Yeah, where they are good enough on defense. They do have receivers, at least one solid receiver that you can rely on. Yeah. And they got the running backs, the depth as well, running back. Yeah. Everything's in place for them. They just have to, Zach Wilson just has to either get it done or they have to find someone to do so. Over, Even just call Kaepernick. the 49ers and ask how they're going to The one, the story I love more is you get Tom Brady in there. Like oh, the, that, yeah. The ultimate, the ultimate like, twist of fate for him if he were to win a Super Bowl and Jets jersey after being a Patriot for all that time. I would almost do it if I was Tom Brady. But Especially it, after they just retired. Two issues, two issues I see with this is or Ring of Honor. did he keep himself in shape? And number two is, did he not just buy into a team? Doesn't that kind of negate him for playing for an opponent? Yeah, I think so too. I think because he, he now owns part of the Raiders, so he He'd either have to sell that and go to the Jets or he'd have to figure something else out. But there's no way I think he can play for the Jets and own part of that Raiders. Okay, but with the Aaron Rodgers injury, like it was uh, there, there was a torn Achilles. There was another torn Achilles this weekend, J.K. Dobbins. And now don't want to talk about this too much because we did talk about it a lot last year. Turf first grass. Now the NFLPA again is saying, screaming they want grass and all stadiums, grass and all stadiums, grass and all stadiums, which I understand why I get why we've talked about why before, but one injury happened on turf 
and the exact same type of injury to a different player happened on grass. So it's kind of yeah, a bad time to argue for that, no? I don't know if the statistics are there in terms of the number of injuries that happened on turf versus grass. I, I just that they get injured on both surfaces, right? And they the grass has to be maintained so meticulously too, right? Like there was complaints yeah. in the Super Bowl. Yep. About the grass. Yeah. Right? So once you get grass, it's like, okay, well, the grass has to meet this standard every week. And the reality is it's a living thing. It might not meet that standard every week, right? Well, especially because it goes through seasons. It gets wet. Yeah. Yeah, it goes through, like, in Denver, it snows a lot more. In New York, it have massive snowstorms. Like, the grass is never always going to be, like, perfect. There's going to be lumps. There's going to be things that they don't like that they would complain about if it's always grass. So it's a tough thing to argue for. I get it's softer and I get there might be like more cushion on joints and, and like knees and stuff. But right now is a bad time to argue for it because one happened on grass, one happened on turf. Now, what I could see happening is a different turf maybe. Well, that's what that's they just put little... in New York. They just put in new turf this year. They put in the special turf that was that everybody was screaming about. It should be this grade of turf or it should be grass. So New York put in that grade of turf that was deemed acceptable by the NFLPA and the players. And first game, not it's not. Second game, I guess, in that stadium. But it's going to be one of those long, stupid conversations again about this. And it's just going to frustrate everybody, and there's not going to be a solve to it. And um, I mean, there's nothing you and I can do about it, but just bring it up when it happens. Uh, something more fun you to talk about. you think the Aaron Rodgers injury would have been avoided completely? No. No, I don't know if the turf... I think it's the way that he tried to push off and get out of a tackle. Yeah. It's the way that the guy um, tackling him was kind of just holding on to him. He's an extra 200 pounds on Aaron Rodgers. Like, I think it was just one of those fluke things that happens. Same with the J.K. Dobbins thing. Like Just a fluke thing that happens. Nothing you can do about it. Um, now, speaking of Aaron Rodgers, Jets, not, in the, not playing for the Green Bay Packers this year, not playing for anybody this year, but playing for the Green Bay Packers is Jordan Love, and it is a scary thought as an NFC North fan to think that maybe they found their third consecutive all-star quarterback. I'm not going to bash the guy because he had a good debut, but I feel like the jury is still out on him only for the fact of this. Was it Jordan Love and the Packers who played great? Or was it just, again, the Bears that don't have it together? I think it's the Bears. I think a this, lot of it is the Bears not having it together. Yeah, and I mean that it just sometimes it's overinflating how well he played, right? Exactly. Yeah, the, uh, the team, even the entire team, right? They're it's, they didn't look good at all. No, and the Bears, we knew everybody. We talked about how their defense was the worst in the league last year. They didn't do much to make it better, and Jordan Love kind of just took advantage of that. So it could be, it could still be. I like this thinking: is it could still be just an average quarterback playing a very bad defensive team in Chicago, but it's a scary thought to think that they could have their third straight all-star quarterback behind Favre and, and Aaron Rodgers. Not all-star hall of fame, hall of fame. Yeah. Oh man, that would be, I would go crazy. Um, somebody who might be a fluke after his first stellar year as a starting quarterback again, Seattle Seahawks, Geno Smith. I kind of said that this is a mistake. Yeah. Did not play well. I feel like he's going to have the season we thought last year, this year. 
But what the hell happened with that team? How the hell were the Rams so much better? I don't know. The Rams should be just as bad as they were last year. I know Stafford's back, but Cooper Cup's not back. Um, but defense. But but last uh-huh. year the Rams weren't supposed to be bad. They were coming off a Super Bowl. They yeah. were supposed to be really good. Yeah, you're not wrong. So maybe that maybe so, it's the same as the Geno Smith. What we expected from the Rams last year didn't happen. What we expected from Geno Smith being bad last year didn't happen. Just a fluke year for both of them. And now it's Geno Smith falling to earth and the Rams kind of coming back up under two new wide receivers um, and that strong defensive line that they have. Did you see Geno Smith uh, terrifying? Yeah, oh my God. The sound, that was great. Oh my God. And throws the ball away. Like, yeah, I'd be scared seeing Aaron Donald run down down like that too. Wide open. But apparently the scary thing is it's not him running down on you. It's how quickly he's at coming at you. Like yeah. you think you got more time until suddenly he's just there. Yeah. I mean, credit to him. He got the ball out without being sacked. Yeah. That's something. That's part scared of the, that's part of the it, job. It, yeah. Yeah. Scared it's, for his life. It'll see. It'll be interesting to see what he does against. Uh, I know the, uh, I guess the defense in Detroit, they play, they play Seattle plays in Detroit this weekend. The defense there is not as intimidating as the Rams are supposed to be, but also the Rams are supposed to have taken a step back defensively. So it'll be interesting to see what, Geno Smith does this year against the Lions compared to last year when he torched them for like 38 or 41 points or something like that. Yeah. Games in, uh, in, in Detroit. De- yeah. In, in Detroit. Detroit, Lions are off extended rest. Yeah. They got an extra two days rest. Three days yeah. rest. And they're coming off the high of a victory. Yeah. Beating the Super Bowl champions. They're, the, the Detroit Lions are the current Super Bowl champions. If this was medieval rules, yeah. You yeah. beat the king, you are the king. Even don't, you don't even know medieval, just go UFC or boxing rules. Yeah, it wasn't a title fight. Beat the fight, champ, though. you're the champ. It wasn't it a wasn't title a t- fight, you're not wrong. No, it wasn't a title fight. <laughs> okay, um, go back to the medieval rules then. Yeah. Um, so the opposite of uh, somebody who could be a fluke maybe over this one game or maybe they found their home, Baker Again. Mayfield. Yeah, but uh, for all these players, week one is just, it's the overreaction week, right? It's kind of maybe a little preview, but I, I don't want to jump to any conclusions on any of these guys. Baker Mayfield, yeah, he's surprising. But was it that or was it again just kind of realizing that Minnesota, as high as they were at the beginning, the first half of the year last year, the second half, we got a little more taste of who people expected they are. That's why nobody thought they were contenders going to the playoffs. Everyone thought they were going to get exposed as a much weaker team. And yeah, I they, think we kind of saw that carry over to this year. Jefferson's still good. Yeah, Jefferson's still good. Their offense seemed to still, like, the wide receivers and TJ Hawkinson were getting numbers. <sighs> Madison had a decent game, but they just it wasn't all there and you're right. Like this is the first no. week things like we said at the top of the show, it's kind of, they don't have a real preseason anymore. So the first three games of a season are kind of that. You could argue that neither of the teams bucks or Minnesota is going to be good this year. But right now I don't think we see enough from anybody. Cause even now, like does Josh Allen suck now? Cause he had a terrible game on Monday I think night. He's going to have a, same thing I said about Dak last week. I think this is going to be testing his mental game a lot. Because, that, you know, it's like when the, a pitcher gets into a slump and that's all they can focus on. They kind of just go deeper and deeper down the well because they focus on the mistakes. And I think Josh Allen is kind of a little bit down on himself. And he's got to find a way to get himself out of that. It's a sports psychology moment. It's not as much a skill moment. 
Do you think this has anything to do with Stefan Diggs being angry about the offensive system last year? And three of the picks that Josh Allen threw were towards very covered Stefan Diggs. That sound I didn't know about that. Didn't put that connection together, but yeah, it makes sense. Trying to force it to the guy to keep one guy happy and yeah. it's not there. And I think that I think that has a lot to do with it. I know this yeah. is also an overreaction, but I think he 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 tried to force a lot of balls to Stefan Diggs that the throws should not have those throws should not have happened. And it kind of makes me think that Stefan Diggs was happy at the end of unhappy at the end of last year's playoffs, said something needs to change, came to um OTA's training camp this year. Everybody seemed to think he was unhappy because of not getting touches, not getting this stuff. And Josh Allen said, No, we're fine. We're like really good friends. Everything's gonna be fine. He's he's our go-to guy. So maybe the first week he wanted to prove that to Stefan Diggs and it backfired on him. It could be that. Now they're not that deep in the wide receiver position, are they? No, it's Diggs and then Gabe Davis and Dawson Knox and Dalton Kincaid is the rookie tight end. Like, no, they're not. So is it really Stefan when he says something has to change, Stefan Diggs? I don't know. I, I don't think you can just rely on him to be, uh, you know, receiving 75% of the targets, right? You still need to spread that ball around to win. 1,000%. I don't believe so, that Stefan Diggs believes that. No, I, I'm saying that. So when something needs to change, just feeding him more balls isn't going to win you the game. Maybe you'll get his stats up through the roof. Maybe you could pump him up to 2,000 yards. But you're not going to win just not. throwing more balls to him. And that that's something needs to change is I don't think the pieces are there. especially. Yeah, I think in, this is a down year for the Bills. I think we talked about this last yeah, episode. Yeah, this the window is closing years. on the way this team is currently structured. Agreed. Agreed. And there I looks like they're in trouble. Shot. Yeah, especially with Miami looking so good. I mean, they don't have to worry about the Jets as much anymore, but Miami Patriots didn't have a terrible game. No, they still do have to worry about the Jets because the Jets prove that they can still win better without. Yeah, but they had four turnovers. It's tough to get four turnovers every game to win a game. Yeah. Um, Some other quarterbacks like Justin Herbert didn't win, but I think he had a decent game. Um, he did have some missed throws, some missed opportunities, but I wouldn't say that. I think the Dolphins were just better than the Chargers that oh, day. This is something maybe I don't know if I brought up on the air, but I brought up to you before. The coaching for the Chargers. Yes. At what point do you just call it, or is that an year. overreaction? This year, no. I think they get the full season this year. They remember they're playing like if they lost to like a team that they shouldn't have lost to, but Miami is equally as um talented as the chargers are i think so i wouldn't blow, i wouldn't blow anything up over this loss but three or four more of them happen then yeah it's going to start getting hot on those coaching seats um joe burrow terrible game yeah lamar jackson won but he didn't have his best game no he's really still fine but you win the game everyone forgives that right like zach yeah. wilson's been forgiven he won the game um mac jones i think played decently well um they who did they, the Eagles, right? Oh, yeah. They, the Eagles. The, like, they the held were in that. If you like moral victories, they were in that game competing. As yeah. much as I hate to say, because I kind of predicted them to start going down south. But yeah, they were actually, they were competing. They were in that game. Big time. It was, it was nice to see. I. It, it was nice to see. Hopefully they can keep putting 
Because it's fun nice when the see. Patriots run. Well, it's... what is your thing with the Patriots? You, that it's nice to see. You like the Patriots? No, you but when they're good, their soft. fan base is huge. Oh, when they're the... good, it's good for football. Is it though? It is. It's better Why? for football when the Patriots are good because of the history there. It's like it's better for football when the Cowboys are good. It's not better for me. <laughs> I'm not a fan. I've never been a Patriots fan. I I appreciate what Tom Brady did. I'm a fan of Tom Brady. Sure, but he's gone. I guess it was Tom Brady night. It was Tom he Brady did night. Have him there. He did make a little speech. It's nice he? to see them doing well now that Matt Fat Matt Patricia's gone. Let's say that. Can I get can right, I get that? But he, I'll give you that, but I mean I counter you with one big thing. Your entire burden of Matt Patricia exists because the Patriots push that upon the league. If they didn't do any of that, you would never have to have suffered through the Matt Patricia era in any city. If they just didn't put that dum-dum out there and keep him employed in the NFL. The Patriots, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. I guess you're not wrong about that. So they're the Patriots are the ones responsible for the Matt Patricia thing in Detroit. <laughs> so I should hate them based why off. Why of wouldn't that. you? Why wouldn't you? I'm hate not a the fan people? of the Patriots. Why would you hate the people who sent you the virus? They took him back. The infection. They accepted. And they him took back him back, back like nothing arms. happened. He's oh no, this guy's great. All right, well, fuck the Patriots then. Okay, glad I got you on board again. <laughs> um, there were some rookies that had big debuts, notably um, on the defensive side, Jalen Carter. Uh, big pick for the Eagles, eight pressures and a sack. Will Anderson, number two overall, I believe, for the Texans specifically. Um, third overall in the full draft, maybe. I think that's right. Um, four run stops, five pressures and a sack. Zay Flowers for the Ravens, nine receptions, 78 yards. That's a nice little start to his career. But Puka Nakua for the Rams, filling in for Cooper Cup, 10 receptions, 119 yards. He's a fifth-round pick. Matthew Stafford seemed to like, to, like him a lot. Um, Tutu Atwell, I believe, is the other guy who also had over 100 yards, but he's in his second or third year. Um, so those are some good rookie starts out there. Um, biggest surprise debut for a team? Who, who do you think? For a team? Yeah, which team was the biggest surprise? Let's, uh, I think the Cowboys coming up that strong. I didn't. I don't think anybody saw them crushing the Giants. No, I thought 40, it would be a closer game. Yeah, I think you had the Cowboys like... losing that division too. Predicted. I think that I did. Uh, I I don't remember. We'll have to go back to the tape. We'll have to check the tape. We'll have to check the tape. We never check the tape. <laughs> we never check the tape. We don't go backwards. Only forwards. I'm but... not going to admit to it right now. I know that. No. Um, I think the Browns were very surprising in their first game, beating pants off the Bengals, twenty-four to three. Yes, but uh, watching the game, it didn't have as much to do with the Browns being amazing as the Bengals could not get anything going. The Browns' defense was good. They were shutting him down. And Deshaun Watson did look like the better. Yeah, his feet saved him. He didn't have the best throwing statistics, but his feet saved him. He ran for like 54 yards or something like that. I think that's what the Browns are going to be this year. Ugly wins. Boring, ugly wins. Um in that AFC North division, and the Steelers look terrible. Terrible. I'd say they're one yeah. of the bigger busts. Like, Steelers, Chiefs probably should have beat the Lions, but Lions are great. Um, Bengals, probably the biggest bust. Seahawks could have came out bigger. Um, Giants, Stinker, and Bills definitely should have won that game. Like, any of those teams, you could go, 
with like what happened. Yeah, it could be just week one rust too, right? Well, that's exactly it. Like we said, that's going to be kind of the theme for the first three weeks is who can shake yeah. off that uh, that rust. There was, I think, what was it? There was three teams that didn't score a touchdown. Is that true? But the Bengals didn't score a touchdown. The Giants. The Giants didn't score a touchdown. Bengals, Giants, and no, are you sure? Oh. The Texans, I don't think they scored a touchdown. The Texans didn't score a touchdown. Yeah, three field goals. Um, yeah, it's just going to be about who shakes it off the the fastest. Speaking of shake it off, you know that uh, it's rumors that Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey have kind of been seeing each other in the the I, shadows there. I heard something. He made a little comment about he was at the concert and he didn't get to give her a little friend friendship bracelet because apparently that's a thing at Taylor Swift concerts. People give each other friendship bracelets. I didn't know that. Have but you ever had a friendship bracelet? I can't say that I have. And if I have, I apologize to that person for giving it to me. You have to give away a friendship bracelet. You can't make your own, right? No, I think you can make it. I think the whole thing is they're made. Home, I know, home. but you don't make your own. You make one, you give it to somebody, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you can just make your own. You throw yourself, do you throw yourself a birthday party and like play pin the tail on the donkey by yourself and do all these, you know, like birthday activities by yourself. Kind not of a lot of people usually show up to my birthday. So it's not, it might not be unheard of. Um, I mean, that's kind of crazy though. Like Travis Kelsey, arguably the, one of the bigger personalities in the NFL um, could be dating arguably one of the biggest personalities in the world. It's crazy that their schedules would even work. Like she's all over the place touring. He's in Kansas city playing football. Well, not playing football, but playing football. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, can I be honest with you? I, I couldn't care less. I don't, <laughs> don't it was care. just, I said, shake it off, and it came to my mind. That's all that matters. No, I know. Um, That's all I, that I'll predict this, too. I'll predict this, too. Even if they're going out, I just feel like they'll be broken up soon enough. Anyway. Well, then we'll get a full album about Travis Kelsey. I, uh, how many albums of Taylor Swift are you listening to? Are you a Taylor Swift fan? Uh, I mean, I'll listen don't to know any songs. songs. I'm not a fan. I don't shake know it off. Song. Shake, shake, shake it off. It's a terrible song. I hate that. You know it though. I, I didn't say you I like heard it. it on I the radio. You know it. And I do not like it. Who listens to the radio anymore? It's 2023. Um, when this airs, the Eagles will be playing the Vikings. I believe it is in Minnesota. Um, no, it's in Philadelphia. Sorry, my apologies. 5 15 p.m. Thursday night. Eagles, uh, six point favorites. Um, let's pick our locks for the week. We're getting towards the end of the show here. Let's pick our loss for the week. Do you want to go with one of yours and then I'll go one of mine and then you go one of yours? Alternate, alternate, alternate. You go first because sure. I already talked about the Eagles Vikings tonight. I like the Chargers. Chargers over the Titans. Chargers need to come. I, they need a bounce back. They need a big bounce back win. It's crazy to me that you have picks here and you, I, I set you up perfectly for an Eagles Vikings pick and you, you went off book. And went Char- Chargers Titans first. I mean, whatever. Because Keep all I heard, all I heard you say, all I heard you say was Eagles Vikings. You said three times, and so I'm reading my notes here on my picks. The first one says Eagles over the Vikings. Yes, I think the Eagles win over the Vikings, but fine. I will re- retract <laughs> my pick of the Chargers, and I will take the Eagles beating the Vikings. And you also got the Chargers beating the Titans when I'll go to one of mine next. But Chargers are three-point favorites. It's in Tennessee. I think they beat the absolute shit out of the Titans. Because um, I have them as well as one of my locks, uh, three points on the road, Chargers. Um, 
Why don't you go with uh, your well, next Well, just on the subject of the Titans, did you notice that every week it seems like DeAndre Hopkins kind of comes out with another team that didn't want him? As if he's trying to say, like, the Tennessee Titans were my only hope. It was a desperation move. I didn't want to be here. No other team wanted me. Detroit turned him down, apparently. Yeah. I am I mean, he would have been nice, but I don't think we need him. I think we're younger, and we need Dan Campbell guys, and who knows if DeAndre Hopkins is a Dan Campbell guy. I don't know anything. Yeah. He's great, but I don't know if he's got the same personality as everybody else. He seems more quiet, mild-mannered. and um, But, yeah, he did list four teams that were just, like, shut him down, and he's apparently pretty butthurt about um okay, so we both think Chargers are locks. You got Eagles locks. I got the Texans are underdogs at home against Indianapolis. Indies. Oh, sorry, in Houston. I keep fucking this up. Texans are at home. Lock? Texans are at home. Indies one point fav- one point five favorites right now. I think the Texans beat the I think the Texans beat the Colts at home. That's your lock, though. It's one of my locks. I feel that is such a gambling, risky, divisional game that could go any which way. I'm full of confidence. The Colts, the Colts for the first half, they were in there. They could have potentially beaten the Jaguars last week. Potentially. Potentially. Worst word in sports. Potentially. Yeah. All right, boy. What's what's your next pick? So I got the Niners. They looked really strong. Pending no injuries, I think that team is going to run through the NFC. As we all planned, this is their year. As we all know, they're they got the highest paid player in every single position. I'm exaggerating, but you know Except what I mean. Except for quarterback, yeah, that's why. But that's why they could do it is that they're not paying their quarterback anything, so they have money to spend on everybody else. Yeah, but I think that ends this year. This is the window to win, and then there's no way they can keep this team together. Well, I think I think Purdy's on a rookie contract for like another year after this, is not he is. But all the other players got to get paid now. Well, they yeah. There's I think I all know. the other contracts. I think is Christian McCaffrey's contract ends up like I think. I think there's a lot of contracts that end this year. We got to look into it, but I'm pretty sure this is their window to do well. But I got a secret sneaky pick as well. Right before you get to that, um, the, the game's in Los Angeles. Niners are eight point favorites. Um, that's a big spread. Uh, okay, before you have your sneaky pick, let me give my third, uh, third lock of the week. Dolphins on the road um, against the Patriots. They are two and a half point favorites. Um, I got Dolphins all the way, even though I was just hyping up the Patriots. You took all these very close, you know, the spreads on yours are all very close. The spreads on mine are the biggest gaps. You no? piece of shit. Before this even started, I said, what are the spreads on your games? You said, I don't do spreads. I don't do spreads. You just told me you're spreads. I don't me. know the spreads. Now you're coming you at me the about spreads. the spreads. But now you're you coming told at me, me about the spreads. spreads. You told me they're plus eight. You said you didn't do spreads. I'm giving the listeners things they want to hear. But you're choosing the favorites. Yes, the spreads are huge, but you're choosing but the you, favorites and all these. But these are the locks. I am. I'm, I'm, I'm giving the week. These aren't Tyler's betting picks of the week. You specifically said the locks of the week. Well, I'm just a little more advantageous than you are for my locks. Give us your sneaky pick, you piece of shit. It's another favorite. It's a favor, yes, but there's more on the line here. The Giants. The Giants paid their man a lot of money. It seems like everybody got paid big money for these quarterbacks. Not everybody, but a lot of them did not have big Keeps getting higher. Keeps getting higher. Yeah. So the Giants, they paid their big money man, Daniel Jones, Mm -hmm. and he kind of stunk it up. Well, everybody on that team. Kind of stunk it up. So everybody on that team. This is 
as much of a gimme as you'll get in the Pro Football League of the NFL. They're playing the Cardinals. And I think this is like a moral win. If they lose this week, I think that just sets the entire tone terribly for the season. I don't think they pull a uh, Detroit Lions, go 0-6, and then come back and start winning. I think if they lose a few out, they start to collapse. They start to question, why did we pay this guy all this money? Well, he has no help. They don't have many receivers in New York for him. No. They're five-and-a-half-point favorites in Arizona. Um, It's an afternoon game. So I think that's kind of a must-win to keep your morality and psyche in check for the... uh... For the right. best of the season. For sure. Now, we also, just so everybody knows, um, Monday night, for the next two Mondays, there's two games each week, each day. Um, so the first game is 415 Panthers, Saints, and Carolina. The second game is Steelers, Browns, in Pittsburgh. Very cool. I love that. More football on more days is always fun for me. Um, what what about, let's pick a game of the week here. Which game you got for your game of the week? I'm taking out of the same division that always seems to be competitive, the AFC North. I got Baltimore-Cincinnati. Baltimore, I'm sure, wants to play a little bit better than they did last week, Mm -hmm. fine-tune a few things. They're coming off a win, and they're playing a divisional rival, so they really want that win. And last year, these two had some tight games. Yeah, They were exciting games. They played in the playoffs as well. Cincinnati, they have the highest of expectations and it's their first home game and they dunk it up last week. I think they have a lot to prove. I think Joe Burrow is as an elite player. He's looking for a math. It's a bounce back game. Another guy who just got paid. Another guy who got paid big money. Big time. Um, most ever. And so, and just historically this division, they seem to have tight games. Yes, they do. Um, I am going to go a different way. Jacksonville Jaguars at home versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs have something to prove coming off a loss on opening night of the whole season. Um, and Jacksonville's they want to keep building on the success that they've been having. They got everything to prove in that. Who bounced them from the playoffs last year? Uh, the Chiefs did not. The Chiefs did. Yeah. So another that's a, like that's a revenge game. That's a rubber match right there. Exactly. And it's in Jacksonville. So um, look out for those two games. Those are games that are weeks. We'll let you know how they go next week on Thursday, as always, uh, running down the clock. Here's a word from our sponsor. Hey, if you're a fan of formula one, then I've got the perfect podcast for you. The pit stop podcast presented by the ordinary podcasting network. After every single race of the Formula One schedule, Jordan and Tyler will break it down, give you some news, analysis, insight, before answering your questions and setting you up for the next race. That's the Pit Stop Podcast, available everywhere you get your podcasts. Running Down the Clock is brought to you by the Ordinary Podcast Network and is every Thursday running until the week after the Super Bowl. We hope you enjoyed enough to subscribe and tune in again next week.